The Everything Sequel Podcast is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and Brew Bar. The Everything Sequel Podcast contains explicit language, and I will not go to my room. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the 1993 Singles Edition. We're pitching sequels. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, pitchmaster himself, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Hello, Tom. I left my heart in my other pants. <laughs> we didn't give Charlie Sheen enough attention when we did Hot Shots Part Deux, I think. I mean, I think we tried to make up for it at some point. We probably said we're not... Yeah. I think we might have actually said we're not giving him enough credit for the work he does in this movie. Because it's seamless. Which is... Because what he does physically with his body. Yeah. And... It's you know, actually, yeah, it's 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 a performance that it it because it is so seamlessly integrated into the movie it's in. You almost it feels don't like it's how good not it is. right. It feels like there was no work done at all. It's effortless, yeah. That's because what I'm it's to so say. effortless, completely so effortless, and uh, I suppose it's only the contrast between then and now that surprises you about that, right? Mm-hmm. Because he wouldn't be able to to do a performance like that now. Well, we'll see. He would never be able to blend into a movie the way he does in Hot Shots Part Deux. No. The, with the man he is now. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Say, I, I'd, I'd love to see another great Charlie Sheen movie. I don't think, I don't think it's on the cards. I, I I I can't agree. I can't disagree with you, unless uh, but unless you unless you unless read... I happen to write. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can do that in our imaginary, yeah, cinema history. Yeah, for sure. So of course we're here to pitch a sequel, Tom. Yeah, <clears throat> certainly. And not. it's always interesting when we do the single sequels from a year. Because you get to pick a series, which is the opposite. You know, you're yeah. we're always stuck on a series. And what yes. I love about the single sequels is you get to pick. Oh, so you think it's easier? I don't know that it's easier. Okay, but I, I like harder. I like I like that you have, you know, in this instance. I mean, I, I suppose you could go back and do another stakeout another another stakeout but i don't uh but i, I, but I, I assume don't, we're... i don't think that was ever a possibility was it but, really but given that choice beforehand i oh actually i think i combined another 48 hours and another stakeout i know did I? I did is that what you did that's okay. what i did yeah i just had another i went 48 hours that's what i did yeah i wanted don't try and claim to claim credit on that <laughs> actually do shit actually if, you, if you're gonna came if you're gonna try and steal my intellectual property steal that <laughs> take it it's yours i relinquish it <laughs> i relinquish it unto you to do with what you will oh that's great just but you know but buy, so anyway. buy me a meal in a nice restaurant 
Mendy. Uh, yeah. Preferably the swordfish at Mendy's. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I just like having the options. Okay, fair enough. I find it... I find it a little more daunting. Yeah? Just because there's that extra layer of difficulty of... You're not working within the frame of the series. Like, I find mm-hmm. that to be a little bit of a, hind- a hindrance. Because... You're, you're, you're creating other one-off sequels to one-off sequels. Right. Which, to me, it just compounds the difficulty of, of, of coming up with ideas for these movies. So did you did did you struggle with that? I initially did, and then I I I thought I, I embraced the format and decided I would experiment a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I've done three. Well, because I also think there are different opportunities in different genres, right? Or the that, genres that that, mm-hmm. the, that some of these movies are perhaps making fun of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've done three three mini pictures. Oh. And I also have a, uh, which I, I think I believe is a first. I have a reboot pitch. Oh wow! So, look at you, overachiever. Uh, no, that's under. No, that's underachieving, but making it look like I'm overachieving. <laughs> I mean, just two I days have, ago, uh, basically, I've just I've a taken couple days ago. Brief. I think you had no ideas. You seem to you seem to intimate to me I don't know what the hell to do. Well, that that yeah, but that, then you know you think you you think outside of the box and and uh, I'm still expecting you to carry me for this episode. That's, that's not, <laughs> now, that's is your reboot of a full pitch? No, that's a mini pitch as it's well. It's really it's more of a it's a cast it's more like a reboot cast, shall we say? Okay. I thought through who the cast would be in the reboot. I don't know what the reboot itself would be. You have no story. Not for the reboot, no. Okay. <laughs> but again, I'm hoping that the the names that I'm throwing at you will just wow you to the point that you'll forget that there was even supposed to be a a, a story pitch in there. Uh, I it's like I'm almost. I'm formulating a new game in my mind, you know, pick, yeah. pick the reboot, like recast, to... recast the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so Hello was, and welcome to, if I was going welcome to, pick from... to our recast the sequel mini <laughs> If I was going to repick, if I was going to pick your reboot from the three movies, mm. where should I go? Would you reboot? Not that I'm saying that it needs rebooting. <laughs> it's simply because I could see certain actors doing it as well. Are you thinking a reboot for Hot Shots? No. Damn. I should have gone with my first instinct. Which was? Weekend of Bernie's. Is the correct answer. All right. You should have. You should have. You know me better than you think you do. I know. See, I thought maybe it would... Right at the end there, when you said, I just, I thought of maybe... Don't say it. Perfect actors that you thought could handle the parody of Hot Shots. Uh, But before that, I I, I, I was so laser focused on Weekend at Bernie's. You know, circling back to the Charlie Sheen conversation, I don't think there is. I think that generation of actor is, is right where they need to be. Yeah. 
I think try always, you know, that's how you end up with scary movie and that kind of stuff is when you try and you try and apply that particular kind of movie from a particular era to modern day comedians. It, it just doesn't work. Mm. Also, Carry On Columbus for those in the know uh, is a is a. <laughs> I won't explain that, but you know you 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 know what I'm talking about if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I can't. Like a, I can't. I've, I've been clunking up these episodes. I cannot go and get into like a, a trail of episode. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, normally we give some play to whether or not this was easy or hard. Uh, you know, hard. you've kind of spoken to that. Yeah. How do you want to do this, though? Uh. I mean, do you want to pitch one or two and then have me go and then you have your reboot or what What do you want to do? I don't mind. Or maybe you should start with the reboot since that's just a cast. That's a good idea. Okay. Weekend at Bernie's slash Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> Let's Rob Zombie it and reboot both of them. Nice. Uh, Bernie. <laughs> this is inspired, even if I do say so myself. <laughs> Mark Maron as Bernie. You just knocked my socks off. <laughs> I've kind of I, I realize now that I've blown I've blown the surprise on Yeah, you should you shouldn't have led. Well no, I've blown I've already said that you know they the the that Charles and Moby are Key and Peel. Okay. So that's that's already set. Yeah, that's fine. And then here I don't know if this is this might be better than Mark Marin, actually. This might be better. Alright. Richard and Larry. Oh which one's so who's who's who? I forget who's who. Richard's which... Jonathan Silverman. Okay. Okay, then go then then work, working Richard to Larry. Yeah. Jason Bateman. Yes. And Will Arnett. Yes. 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 If you walked into my office, fucking green light. <laughs> that is green lit, that fucking movie. Now now you're talking about walking into your office, I realize I have I have breaking news. What's that? In that it's news from nineteen ninety five. Uh but it's <laughs> But it's breaking news to us. I, so this is a follow-up for um, uh, our, our Mannequin crossover episodes. Mm -hmm. And if you remember when we talked about Mannequin 2, I went off on a tangent saying that I think this movie was involved in an embezzlement scam. Yes. Oh, and I, I offered no supporting evidence. <laughs> and we spend the rest of the episode speculating on how this is the perfect explanation for how this movie was made. Yes. Right. And I've done some research. And what I have found is... Okay, short short answer. Hang on, I want to get my blanket and my yeah, my, my gather round for I have news. <laughs> um, short answer. Short answer is yes and no. Okay. All right. So the producer of Mannequin, <laughs> Mannequin or Mannequin on Two, move. on the move, 
uh, is David Bagelman. Now, no, David... it's not. You made that up. No, David, not Bagel. Well, David Bagelman. <laughs> <It's> this... <laughs> this... I'm, I'm on Wikipedia. This is under life and career. It says Bagelman was born to a Jewish family <laughs> in New York City. His father was a Manhattan tailor. He comes from Jesus the stereotype. Christ. He comes from the I'm stereotype. Stereotypes district. over here. <laughs> he, he comes from the stereotype district of New York. Ugh. Um. Anyway, David Bagelman. It's Bagel B E G. So it's slightly less racist. He has a slightly less racist name. You say um, so. And in the 1970s, he was involved in a studio embezzlement scandal at Columbia Pictures, where he embezzled. Te- uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in forged te- forged checks from the from the studio. Wow. He was exposed, but the studio decided they didn't want the bad press, so they buried it, fired him quietly. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why he was able to continue his career into the eighties and nineties as a producer. He founded Gladden Entertainment. Um, good old Gladden. This old Gladden is unbelievable, by the way. So, so as so far he as started he... as a Frank Abengale, or uh, at, at, what was that character that Leonardo DiCaprio played in Catch Me If You Can? Abengale. Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't, don't, uh, don't quiz me about bad Spielberg movies. I, I'm not, so not going to know. I'm not going to know. Um, That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good you. it's a good title sequence. Um, it is. It's a great title sequence. Rest of the movie leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, so so that's factually what we know. He definitely embezzled all that money from Columbia Pictures. That is verified information. Got away with it. Wow. Founded Gladden Entertainment. Now. One of the movies they produce was The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Yes. And the producers of Buckaroo Banzai claim that <laughs> that he was still doing it with that movie. Through inflated production budgets, he was embezzling money. Wow. So it's not a hu- he so what what year is Buckaroo Banzai? You probably know offhand. Mm, I want to say 89, but 84. Oh shit, I'm way off. So, um it's because specifically we talked about how, well you talked about how the budget for Mannequin on the Move was 7 million dollars higher than the original. Yeah. And I made the offhand joke that well yeah, but all that that 7 million was embezzled. If you believe, you know, if you believe that he was still doing it in 1984, because I think the first movie had a budget. Yeah, I think the first movie had a budget of four million dollars, so you could say at least three million. Right. Probably went to him. Uh, and also we're we're not we're talking Weekend at Bernie's. Is he also produced Weekend at Bernie's? What? Not Weekend at Bernie's too, but Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. Oh my God, mannequin! Yeah, so uh, mannequin, weekend at Bernie's, the fabulous Baker Boys, short time. Mannequin on the move. Wow. Um. 
short time and mannequin bankrupted Gladden. And he went into a downward spiral and committed suicide in 1995. Oh, Jesus. Uh, shot himself in the head in a hotel room. Um, That's as depressing as most of Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> I was going to say, he, <laughs> with a spear to his, he put a spear through his own head. Um, God damn it. I know. So, so I was right. I was wrong, but I was right, basically. Right. I'm conceptually right. Maybe, maybe not this particular. Maybe movie. literally right. <laughs> maybe not, but he was doing this shit up until the mid '80s wow. for sure. And the only other piece of information I want to add to this, as it relates to Mannequin, is that earlier on in his career, he managed Judy Garland. And what? He managed Judy Garland, and Judy Garland was paid. Uh, was no, she wasn't paid because you couldn't pay, but she was given a gift for her multiple appearances on the Jack Parr program. Mm-hmm. That she never found out about because he took him. He took he took possession of this gift. Do you want to know what this gift was? It applies to mannequins specifically. It's the only reason I'm mentioning it. Is it a Cadillac? A yes. pink Cadillac? It's a Cadillac. <laughs> so that suspicion we had that, that he was laying a trail of breadcrumbs for the embezzlement that he was doing wow. is clearly true. Also, he produced Weekend at Bernie's, which is a movie about embezzlement. <laughs> he used his knowledge. Right? I mean, it's no accident. It's no accident that, that, that there's so much embezzlement in his movies. You and I need to write a movie about this fucking guy. I tell you. That's the pitch. Well, I can, I can, <laughs> the several books have been written about it. Indecent Exposure uh, in 1982. That was when the story hit the, hit the public eye. Uh, there's been some Time Magazine articles as well. It's an unfortunate title. Indecent Exposure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a known story, but. Maybe, maybe what we don't, maybe we need to audit Mannequin Two on the move and see, right, where that seven million went. Yeah, because probably straight into his pocket. Excellent detective work, sir. <laughs> I love ne- this. necessary detective work. That's pretty much what I did. Was pretty much slander. <laughs> right, I'm just covering myself legally. Well, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> What a monster I am! Uh, wow. I think he. I think this man might beat you in the monster stakes. Yeah, I don't. Making a making money. a dark joke about his death versus embezzling hundreds of thousands, right, throughout your career and getting away with it. Anyway, that's, that's well. So great. let's hear your pitch because I've been talking for a while. All right. Well, uh, it should come as no surprise with my hints. Earlier in the episode, I am pitching a sequel to the Hot Shots franchise. All right. Lay it on me. It is called Hot Shots Thrabian. Don't you meet me with silence? Is that a pun on Trabian? Yeah. Okay. Which is French for very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's two, follow- meet- That's two follow-up questions I needed. <laughs> it's the- I'm saying you shouldn't have needed follow-up questions. 
It's plainly obvious. What's the matter with you? I don't know. I think I'm brighter than most movie executives. And I had follow. <laughs> I had two follow-up questions. <laughs> God damn it. It sounds like rabies. I was expecting raucous Tom Stewart laughter. The slow golf clap. Fuck you. Connell Cochran. <laughs> Maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe it'll grow What on I me. like about this idea is we're going to trade on how Charlie Sheen is right now in his life. Oh, no wonder you had so much of an issue with what I said up front. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's hear it. So Topper Harley needs to come out of a deep retirement to work with French Special Forces Master Pierre Muslet, played by The Rock. Mm, okay. <laughs> to retrieve the Statue of Liberty Mus- Jr. Muslet is in I Must Get Laid? No, mu- must- I guess in Muscles. Muslet. Oh. Or Muslet, I should say, probably. But also, like, he, he's a, he's a must-lay. So it's just the word muscle with the little, you got the, right, okay. the little accent mark. Got it. All right. <laughs> they are uh, going to have to work together to retrieve Statue of Liberty Jr., which has been stolen from France. Okay. By, po- <laughs> By the way, I wrote this before. A war started. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> there could not be more problems with this, could there, really? No. You're not going to add Putin in, are you? I am. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, you know, the Hot Shots part duh. Saddam Hussein, that was yes, pretty it, raw. I, I, so I, I wrote this weeks ago, before the war started. And there were no hints of it happening. <laughs> it's not like Russia has been targeting Ukraine it's for not fucking like they've been decades. building up on the border for weeks and months. Arguably, and arguably you could have Olympics. predicted that as soon as they invaded Crimea. But okay. you're right. <laughs> no, he's a good. He's a per, the perfect villain. Perfect but hot he's a, villain. Yeah, he's 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 gonna be the villain. Come on, who wouldn't want to see that? So played by stat- Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect casting. I, I tell you, I'm I I I'm my casting is inspired. You are, you I don't are know on what a has roll, sir. <laughs> I'm so, on a roll, roll. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna be kind of trading off the Taken series. Yeah, that makes sense. So instead of stealing humans, they're stealing artifacts and you know it's you're going to have that scene at the end of taken where where the the young woman is just in a dark room with like a spotlight except it'll be yeah statue of liberty junior that little monkey thing from raiders of the lost ark okay yeah yeah you know that kind of thing with the with the bag skull. of sand next to it by the way crystal skull Cup, comes with the bag of sand. Yeah, you could go Crystal Skull. What else? Did I? I thought of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box from Seven. Rosebud. An actual Velociraptor. You got to do you... Rose. You got to do Rosebud if it's Hot Shots because they love their classic Hollywood. Absolutely, references. Rosebud is perfect. Marauders rap. 
A little Walt jar Disney's of tiger head. blood, maybe? Walt Disney's head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, played by... No, I, I, did, I was going to say played by, but I didn't have anyone in mind. So, so the, the Rollins. <laughs> well, it'd have to be played by Tom Hanks, right? He's already done it once. Yeah. Henry Winkler. <laughs> I was trying to think about... Who would who it would annoy? Who would right. be, who would most annoy Tom Hanks if they got the role? Henry That's Winkler. Great. Meanwhile, oh, hang on. Uh, what's her character's name? Ramada. Ramada, yeah. So Ramada and Topper, after twenty years of marriage, have been divorced. Mm. And oh, then gonna, oh. So you have both them both staying together and breaking up. I like it. Yeah. And you're gonna get kind of a repeat of of the Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> what I most like is uh I wrote out the speech. Oh, wow. So Whew. here we go. Alright. Now uh, so the only, uh, you know, maybe we could use the time machine. I wish we could have Lloyd Bridges back. Yeah. If ever playing. there was a time, it's yeah. now. So we got to have Lloyd Bridges back. Yeah. You but. plug in that flux capacitor and you get him back. <laughs> Perfect. So he'll he'll be back. Uh, I just love that we also have Joe Biden as our current president. We gave so much play to how they're basically the same person. So I, w- I would love it if that former president could meet the current president yes, within yes. this story. Mm-hmm. That would be just amazing. I think so. Uh, but obviously we're going to we're gonna be traveling the globe. We're going to be, there's going to be lots of chases. We're going to have to, uh, I don't know if that last scene should take place on a boat like Taken, mm-hmm. but you're going to have, you know, that with scene. No, and, with no one driving the boat. Right. But here we go. Here's, and don't forget that uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Senior Muslay. Oh, yes. Played by The Rock is also with him. Great. They get the, the ransomers on the phone at some point. Mm. If you're looking for ransom, I can offer you $500 in crypto. It may, it may be worth money someday guy on the other line says no in that case i have to tell you i have a particular set of skills this is when he drops the phone (laughs) Mm -hmm. the rock picks it up he says give it to me no stop it you stop it hello are you there yes i'm back these skills make me a nightmare for people like me i mean like you (laughs) (laughs) i drink tiger blood and i'm winning you're losing okay Sure. If you give me Lady Liberty now, or Lady Liberty Jr. now, (laughs) that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. I will not give you wedgies, nor Indian burns, nor wet willies. I will not pants you. (laughs) I won't give you, get on with it, please. Fine. If If you don't give me Lady Liberty back, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will most likely kill you. <laughs> Followed by a long pause and 
Ooh, I'm so scared. <laughs> there you have it. Well, speaking of taken, you're clearly taken by the uh, the hot shots. Yeah. Style of comedy, because that is a perfect a perfect <laughs> pastiche of what of what they do. Right. With with all the with so all that's the, what I meant. With all was, the right you know, references. Enough, enough time has passed that you have an, an, another reference point that you can focus on. Yeah. And just bring those characters into this mold and start start anew. Sounds good. Yeah. No, I I I think that's absolutely right. I think Taken is is ripe. Yeah. Ripe for that. It's right in the. What did we say? Three to seven years. It's right. longer than that. Right. Well, the last but one it's... is probably in the three to seven years. Yeah. Taken. Oh God, we're gonna have to do those at some point. Oh. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> Someday. Speaking of X-ray, speaking chosen, of X-ray sequels, my God, <laughs> who was kidnapped this time? Why? Oh, they're still mad. <laughs> <They're> still... <laughs> well, I'm gonna kidnap her. How about that? Um. Okay, great. Three bn. The weakest part of what is a very good pitch. You're fucking You're high. That is fantastic. I'm high? Yes. Hot shots three BN. Great. Hmm. Would you have liked it more if I kept it Trey BN? No, I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know where. I don't. I that, that to me is completely disconnected to the movie that you pitched. <laughs> It's a Hot Shots movie. It's going to be very good. And it's the third one. Okay. 3BN. No, I have no issues with the pitch itself. I shouldn't have to be explaining this title to you this <laughs> fucking much. You, I understand the title. I don't understand why it's a good title. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. It's fine. Look, I get it. I did French at high school. I understand. <laughs> um okay do you have any more or is that is that that's the... it okay well i mean it's more than enough you you wrote out a page of dialogue that's phenomenal yeah come on <clears throat> uh okay well let's start with the shortest i'm just gonna take a drink of water you can cut this out if you like <laughs> very good then um That wasn't a gong to introduce my... <laughs> I always start my pitches with a gong. Um... <laughs> uh, so, I'll start with uh, Hot Shots. Um, the title of my... Let's hear your magnificent fucking title. <laughs> the name of my, uh, of my Hot Shots sequel is Hot Shots. Topper. And I'll write it when they release Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I need to know what I'm parodying. Fine. So when they get around to releasing it, then I will write this pitch for you. As it stands... That's it? That's all you have? That's it? That's all I have? Yeah. All right. I, I, thought the, I thought Top Gun Maverick would have come out by now. But it hasn't. Well, it, sh it certainly should have. It certainly should have. So... I was an extra in that movie. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, so there's Hot Shots Topper. I'll revisit that when I know what I'm supposed to be parodying. Revisit your title. <laughs> you don't like that? It's no 3BN. <laughs> you know what? I'll give it to you. We're both, we both have bad titles. That's as far as I'm willing to go. But I will not admit yours is good. Fine. And certainly not Trey Bien. Uh, plus, you're also asking for, you know, not Bien in the reviews if they don't like it. <laughs> How could they not like it? Um, okay, second, second pitch. What do you want to hear next? Well, don't we only have one left? Two. So do you have a full pitch for I have a, I have, a, I have a full Weekend at Bernie's sequel pitch. The reboot, the separate. Ah. Oh, okay. So what do you want to hear now? Ooh. Let's go Wayne's World. Yeah, okay. Wayne's Third World. Hmm. That's how you put three in a title. <laughs> Okay, so present day, 2022. For those of you listening in the future. I know what year it is. Asshole. Yeah, but people, you, this is, what if someone's listening in 2043? Oh, man. Something's gone horribly wrong with culture, if that's the case. I, but nonetheless. I, I like where your head's at for the podcast, though. <laughs> well, Some 40-year-old born right. today. Well, that's it. it. Maybe that's my or weekend. Twenty-year-old born today. Maybe that's my weekend. Back. Bernie's pitch. It's a podcast hosted by two corpses uh, <laughs> to contemporize it. Okay, so twenty twenty-two. We start with we're on YouTube, right? We're on the Wayne's World YouTube channel. Okay. Which is where Wayne's World is now. It's modern day Wayne and Garth doing the same old show, the same old shtick, but now they're doing it on YouTube. Except we're watching it as if you would watch it on YouTube. And about two, you know, one minute into the video, we get an ad. And the ad is for the world-famous Cassandra going on her world solo tour. Nice. Go back. A little more of Wayne's World goes on. It's... Mike Myers is going to love this because he doesn't have to write new jokes. And we know how he hates doing that. So he can plug <laughs> the same old references because that's the point. Wayne's World has not moved on. It's not joined the modern world. It's just Wayne's World as it was on YouTube. All right. And then, you know, you get one of those pop-ups that you get on YouTube that tries to take you to another video while you're watching it. Mm -hmm. Click on that. It's a TED Talk from uh, an Indian tech giant... Uh, played by Kamal Nanjiani. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was a some sort of love guru. No, not played by Mike Myers. Okay. And he will ask. He will ask about the possibility. And yeah. I will say, Mike, it's 2022. There's no brown face in this <laughs> right. movie. Right. We have some very, we have some solid Indian Pakistani actors out there who can do this. <laughs> Um, he's giving a TED talk where he says, "I," and he announces at the end of the TED talk, "I'm gonna, um, I am gonna bring the internet to the third world entire. They're gonna make the world entirely connected to the internet mm -hmm. in every part of the world." 
and whoever is watching this is more interested in that video, so they go to that one and watch that instead of Wayne's World. And then we turn the camera around and we see it's Wayne watching the, his own show in his mother's basement, and he's more interested in Cassandra and he's more interested in this Indian tech giant. <laughs> and in in his head, he starts to put it together: Wayne's World, Third World, Internet, Cassandra. He puts it all together. And he thinks, that's what we'll do. We'll use Wayne's World to launch this global internet platform. So he gets in touch with... Is this when he starts talking to the camera? Right. Yeah, he'll tell all that to the camera, exactly. Yeah. Which is what why Wayne's World movies are amazing. <laughs> you can do this and it doesn't even look clunky. Um. So Wayne goes, you know, he, he, he hits up Cassandra after many many years of them not being not being together i have a feeling that he is he's still doing wayne's world and he's working at stan mckeeter's donuts mm -hmm. to get by but he's still living in his parents basement or he's back living in his parents basement um, i was gonna say aren't they still in the loft right yeah they're out of the loft because wayne's world is not doing anything for them it's anymore. not that yeah. yeah it's a it's an obsolete thing that he just keeps doing out of habit like 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 Mike Myers himself. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll try we'll try and make it clear that this is It not was really it. hard for me to not say the joke for you. I wanted yeah. you to have your moment. No, thank you. No. But we'd have to make it clear in collaborating with Mike Myers. This is Mike Myers. This is not an attack on you at all. No, yeah. <laughs> um so he hits up Cassandra. You know, she says um Oh, I meant to say Cassandra and this guy are in a relationship, this Indian tech giant there, like a power oh. couple. That's why he hits up Cassandra. And he says, gotcha. can you connect me to this guy? You know, I want to bring Wayne's world to the third world. Does Wayne know they're together? Yes. Okay. That's why he's talking to Cassandra after so many gotcha. years gotcha. of them being broken up and, you know, not being together. Cassandra calls Kamal Nanjiani in his office where he's having a meeting where all his yes men are saying to him, no. <laughs> They're all saying to him, this is impossible. You can't do this. What you just promised is not possible. And he said, well, what am I going to do? I just prompt, you know, the entire world saw that I said this. Um, and they say, you need a scapegoat. You need someone you can blame the failure of this platform on. And immediately then he gets the call from Cassandra. <laughs> and instantly helicopters descend on Wayne's... Wayne's, Wayne's parents' house. <laughs> and so the rest of the movie is essentially about he's he's developing this for the um this global internet version of Wayne's World with him and Garth. And Kamal Nanjiani is is trying to, you know, produce as Hoodsucker proxy him mm -hmm. into scapegoating him for the failure. But of course, it's Wayne makes it a, su a Wayne success. Wayne makes it a success. Yeah. You know, it's the yeah, it's so it's within that Within that kind of story vein, but you obviously, in some ways, you're reenacting the first movie. That's right? great. Them, them going from a public. You're basically doing with the internet what the original movie did with them going from being a public access cable to a actual network show. You created a pitch with an actual real narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of an everything super batshit crazy narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, 
should I even bother doing the weekend at Bernie's one then? Should I, should I uh, invoke I showmanship yeah. and leave? Why not? Well, this is a much less developed pitch as well. I was I think say, that it was can't the be as developed as that was. That was his peak. That was the peak of the pitches for sure. Yeah. Certainly you better. You should have than... told me that beforehand, and I would have said, "Go with Weekend at Bernie's." I didn't know it thing. until I said it. <laughs> I think you. I think you might like the title of this though. All right. And I've got to try and remember this. Weekend at Bernie's three. No. no, no. <laughs> 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 Weekend at Bernie's Trabien. Uh okay, here we go. This is com this is comp actually it could go two ways, let me see. Um Weekend of the Night of the Living Dead at Bernie's. Alright. It could be either that or it could be Night of the Weekend of the Living Dead at Bernie's. Well, I think I like that one better. Okay, perfect. I'll take it. Although, why am I listening to you on titles after that debacle? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the zombie apocalypse has happened. Right? As we all knew it would. <laughs> As caused by Bernie? No. Is no. he... Don't, patient is he patient zero? Not quite. So uh, I'm not quite sure when. when <laughs> I'm not quite sure when this is happening. In my version of of the weekend at Bernie's canon, it's, him rotting is not an issue. Let's just pretend it doesn't happen yeah. to dead people, okay? As far as we know, this or is at probably least not to this dead person. This, what time wise, we're probably somewhere in between 1993 and now. <laughs> okay. Let's keep it open. <laughs> yeah, very open. Bernie is still dancing around St. Thomas with a spear <laughs> in his head. He's just you're living it up. Okay. The zombie apocalypse happens, and the American government are trying to find out how we stop this. That's when Richard and Larry now sort of living the millionaire life on their, you know, um, ever-moving prostitute boat. Mm -hmm. uh, they're sort of, they, they're like, huh, we could make a bundle, um, like going to the U.S. government and saying, well, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you like a, we'll give you a zombie to examine. And they're, they're sort of, so they want to get Bernie... Mm -hmm who is not the kind of zombie that's eating people, but is a zombie. The secret to life after death is within him because right. he's been dancing around St. Thomas for fucking 20 years, 20 50 years <laughs> yeah, with no, 30. with no decomposition. So the movie is sort of like, we'll take that, take that, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll essentially save the world by giving them Bernie. And then we'll ask for, you know, like a, a King's ransom in, in, you know, because they burned through their money already. Uh -huh. They burned through that million. So they need to now reestablish themselves to continue living the, you know, their... Um, uh, I, something I didn't say when we did the Weekend at Bernie's 2 episode. They burned is, through that money somewhere between 1994 and 2022. Exactly. Which is okay. plausible. <laughs> it's only a million. Uh, which is nothing these days. And... Um, 
I didn't say during the weekend at Bernie's two episode, but I had a thought during that movie that the Trump brothers saw this movie <laughs> when they were young and thought, this is how we act in the world. I guarantee you. <laughs> and so that's where we're going to pick them up, basically. They're like, they're living the lives that Don and and yeah. Jun- Junior, Don Junior and Junior Junior. Um, no, wait, it's Don Junior. What's the other name? Eric. 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 Yeah, yeah Eric and Junior Junior. Um, I like Stephen Colbert's Eric. Dad, will you talk to me now? <laughs> He pushes his upper lip way up. There's a to couple the of good of parody Eric's. The SNL yeah. one is kind of good. And yeah. I'm Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so that's essentially the movie. They have to go back to St. Thomas. They have to deliver, uh, in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, they have to deliver the one zombie that could potentially uh, solve the riddle of why there are zombies. And, and how how, to fix how them. you how you how you fix them? All right, that's it. Love it. So it's just again, it's just doubling down on that last act of Weekend at Bernie's Two. Oh, which heavy, went full full on zombie double. movie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you know I'm gonna bring Night the Living Dead into it. You've quintuplet down. <laughs> quintuplet down. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, right? Ladies and gentlemen, you have a what else could of there be? Sh- shit to pick from. <laughs> well, you—it's not either or for the. We're just choosing between your your um, yours and my pictures. The reboot thing is just for fun, right? But still, yeah. We don't often have more than two pitches. No. <laughs> you can thank Tom Stewart for that. Well, so, well, we we don't normally have written out dialogue in our yeah, pitches. Yeah, that's true. In in that's true. And we got my chance to think for that. Thanks. I for went that. the extra mile. You did. <laughs> I think we both did in our own weird ways. Went <laughs> the extra mile in order to not go the extra mile. In my case. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll put a poll in the field. You can pick if you've got a an idea for a 1993 single sequel. We want to hear it and we will read it on air. So find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to everything sequel at gmail.com for Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Tom. Swim with the fishes, you zombie bastard. <laughs> Telling you, weekend at Bernie's too. Sean of the the Dead before it's time. Yep. Really was. Proto Zom Rom Com. (laughs) That's great. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The next time you hear us, we'll have a brand new series for you. I'm looking forward to it. It will not be Spider Man. (laughs) (laughs) So you can take that off your bingo card. It's no longer free. (laughs) (laughs) If there's there's one thing we committed to early on in this podcast, we would do no paid (laughs) Spider-Man. So until next time. All right. So long, everyone. (laughs) 